Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn podcast, hosted by Matt Hallisey and Al Horn. This is the only entrepreneurial podcast that helps you take the most important step to finally achieving financial and personal freedom. What is that step? Well, it's the very next step you need to take. It doesn't matter whether you've started a business but aren't profitable, or you've only just now thought about starting a business for the first time. You can design your new life in just a short period of time. We both started multiple profitable businesses, and we're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of. The crazy thing is you don't need to be especially talented, experienced, smart, or even lucky to make this happen. You just have to take the first step that's in front of you. So grab a drink and join us while we discuss our own journeys from working for other people as employees to living our dream lifestyle as business owners. We share our successes, our failures, and the simple formula we've discovered to go from starting from nothing to having our own profitable business in just a short period of time. We're here to help you move closer to your goal of living the life that you've been dreaming of but we're always scared to go after. Welcome to the Hallisey and Horn Podcast. All right. So I understand you have a, a title you were thinking about, right? Yes. Um, the title of the, of the podcast is Hallisey and Horn. And uh, the, the description of the podcast is the energized, enigmatic, enterprising entrepreneur podcast. <clears throat> Title of which being the podcast. Okay. So um, that's what I have, and I, I think it could work. Um, it could at least be a working title for now if we want to come up with something better. I. I think Hallisey and Horn is good because it pretty much describes who, you know, us and uh, gets the name out there. So no matter what people read, if they go beyond that to the podcast or whatever, they still see Hallisey and Horn. Okay. And it's got a ring to it. I, 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 I talked to a couple people about it. They said it sounds good. So <clears throat> that is uh, that. Um, Let's talk about what we're going to talk about as far as entrepreneur. And the way, I, the way I see it so far is it's a wide open field of topics. We can talk about what it means to be an entrepreneur. We can talk about what the life of an entrepreneur is like. We can talk about how to be a successful entrepreneur. We can talk about how to get started as an entrepreneur. We can talk about the challenges, the difficulties, the problems. We can talk about business and how entrepreneur and business, especially small business or starting a business go together. If we talk about that, then there's many different topics along those lines. Finance, marketing, management, dealing with people, working with people, leadership, organizational behavior, uh, not to get too academic. We want to keep it, in my opinion, it's better to keep it down on the level of what's practical, 
for the entrepreneur who's either got an idea, getting started on building something, or has a business, a vision, a product, project, wants to take it to the next level, and they don't know what they don't know, or they know a little bit, they know what some of their problems are, and they want help. In addition to that, we can also talk about some of the current uh, uh, news type situation. You know, what is hap- what, what is our opinion of what is happening with XYZ company? What is happening in the economy in general? Of course, uh, we can also talk about how do we how do we deal with the challenges of COVID-19, the lockdown, the quarantines, the new normal? All of those things are subject to uh, our analysis and opinion and recommendation. Mm-hmm. I think we could go anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half. If we feel like we're on a roll, we can go longer. And at some point in the future, I'd like us to invite some experts to uh, discuss certain topics with us or some uh, celebrities or even uh, have a special session or session podcast, if you will. You look pretty serious. I don't think. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just making, I'm, I'm actually jotting down, jotting, down, That's jotting fine. down some of the things we're talking about. Yes. Okay, good, good. Okay, you look pretty have, serious there, and no, I wasn't I have, sure. I have, my, right. I have my notes out. Yeah, so um, very good, very good. So I think at some point in the future, we, not every time, uh, you know, I'm thinking we do this once a week. I very easily could do it once a week. Yep. Uh, We can do several of them and then put them out, um, or we could just put them out one at a time. I would like to have at least four podcasts in the can, so to speak, uh, edited and uh, and evaluated before we go ahead and release the first one. At some point in the future, we could have maybe once a month a special podcast where we invite entrepreneurs who have submitted an application or have been in some way connected with us to participate because we can, with zoom, we can have multiple people on. I don't think we should have too many, Mm -hmm. Um, but we could invite as many as three entrepreneurs to be in a sort of lab with us where we uh, address their top three or top, most problems or challenges that they're dealing with evaluate that and help them but uh you know keeping it to not more than 15 minutes per uh per entrepreneur oh i think it would be way less than 15 i don't think it has to be 10 one 10 10 it could last 10 but realistically it's like i think if you look at the model that they have on tv or radio if you look at how they do um uh callers for radio right right it's always it's quick hit quick hit quick hit so let's say sure. we're talking about football and they're like all right you know who do you think is going to win um on monday night or whatever mm-hmm. hit it hit it hit it boom 
get to it, get to the next sure. question. But the idea is to have a fresh topic. Yes. As opposed to have the same topic in a listener's mind or ear for 10 minutes because it just, it stops being new to them. Right. So I would right. say if we did one, I mean, it could be 10 minutes. If it, if it needs to be 10 minutes, if, it, if there's value in 10 minutes, that'd be great. But sure. realistically, if we could get, you know, kind of like a Navy SEAL, you go in and out and just answer the question, get to the point, mm. or even ask them a follow-up question. It doesn't mean mm -hmm. like if we, if we do keep it to the same entrepreneur for 10 minutes, instead of just, Hey, I'm having a problem with coming up with an idea, you know, what is it? And we can help answer it, but then we would pose other questions to them as well, mm -hmm. which in a sense, we might take 10 minutes with that person, but we're really answering I don't know, maybe four or five questions for that entrepreneur, or we're going mm. deeper on that one question than the initial one. Okay, good. Um, I and that's think just typically we'll the that's just typically the the the, the 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 call the caller and radio show, like the talk show. That's typically how they do it. Right. Yeah. Um. I get you. I get what you're saying. Keep it lively. Keep it interesting. Keep it short. Keep the attention of the of the listener, and not turn it into a workshop uh where we're <clears throat> we're we're you know where we're going into into major details and depth and almost an academic way to to deal with a particular problem or challenge now we could at some point invite an entrepreneur to have an in-depth uh, uh session with us of course uh there might be some fees attached to that if they wanted to talk to us for 45 minutes and just have a laser focused uh, uh, analysis and coaching session with the two of us uh, on their particular issue that they're working on. So, yeah, Dane Maxwell does that. I don't know if you're familiar with him, but he, do, he, has, he has a company called The Foundation. Um, and they teach people how to, it's funny, they teach people, you know, really how to get in, well, it's particular to a SaaS startup. Mm -hmm. um, up and running. And so one of the things that he did on his podcast for a while, I haven't listened to it recently, but he may still be doing it is he'll take one person and he'll literally go in depth for like 20, 25 minutes. Right. And it's not necessarily for him. It's not necessarily the mechanics of this or that, but it's more of mindset. Like mm. you know, the biggest thing that stops, you know, that, that's stopping his people is just either a lack of belief in themselves. Um, could be something on that, but right. it's just something where like from the beginning to the end, it's kind of, it's almost like a therapy session, not really a therapy yes. session, but a sense yes. is on the end, you kind of get a sense on what was holding you back and yes. have a little, you know, have confidence that, you, you know, you're not really going to be stuck on that and you can actually move forward on it. Yeah. I think that's one side of the coin is the mindset. Um, and and that, I'm, not, I'm not bringing it up because of the mindset. I'm just no, saying no. His, that, that model. I mean, you could take it to a tagline and just talk about back and forth. And mm -hmm. okay, we're going to create this person's tagline in 20 minutes. And right. In a sense, you can go back and forth and back and forth. So you right. go from the very beginning where they start at, I don't know what to do. I'm stuck in quicksand. And at the end mm -hmm. of it, they're like, holy cow, I have a killer tagline or a killer. Right. You know, wherever right. it is. I like that because it's it, it's a combination of addressing their so-called <laughs> mindset and at the same time helping them, actually being a Sherpa, a guide, helping them through the jungle as opposed to saying, oh, well, you just need to have a good mindset, now get going, you know. 
Um, yeah, and it and it builds credibility too because it's right. like if you're listening and you realize, wow, I just listened to somebody go from where I am right now, or I don't I don't have an idea, or right. I don't have a tag or a, an avatar or a tagline mm-hmm. or whatever it is, and in twenty a vision, minutes, they, a vision, but a specific thing that they're like stuck on, right? So yes. I don't have a business idea, or I have an idea, but I don't have a name, or I have right. a name, but I don't have a tagline, right? I don't, you know, I don't know how to make my target market. And right. In 20 minutes, I'm watching, you know, kind of how the sausage is made. 20 minutes mm-hmm. later, this person comes out with it and they're like, wow, right. this yes. guy, I've been sitting here stuck on this for a month and a half and they just did it in 20 minutes. Right. So like, inst- that's huge they, credibility. Right. They see how the sausage is made. And by the end of the uh, conversation, they have a complete breakfast. True, but they see they see their problem <laughs> that they've been stuck yeah. on for a month that they haven't right. told anybody about solved in 20 right. minutes. One step I like raise it. their hand. I like it. Um, I and think maybe that's, that even maybe well maybe ponder that for a te- you know maybe a podcast name or whatever too. If we're going to be still brainstorming um, of just like you want to you know typically for a name you want to get something that just jumps out at them and, mm-hmm. and kind of and kind of builds on the value of the problem that they already have that they're not telling people about. And so it's like. You know, and I'm just I'm ruminating at this point, but mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. but if it's like your business problem solved in 20 minutes, right? Well, I think that would be a good name for one of the episodes. Maybe your business, yeah, you know, that's what I'm saying. Uh, something when they're looking at it, they go, "Oh, yeah." So even if it's the podcast, if you had, even if we just do the naming, um, I forget the word I'm trying to say. I swear English is my second language sometimes. But <laughs> the naming, um, you know, how you name the podcast, like right. having that be a simple thing of like um, whatever it is, it's almost like, you know, six-minute abs we talked about yeah. last time, right? Right, right. You get a right. sense of what that is right away. It's like, all right, sure. how to name your company in 10 minutes or, right. you know, whatever it okay. is. Okay. And so they know immediately, they know their time <clears throat> investment, they know what's going to happen. Sure. And it's a promise. So there's always kind of a curiosity of like, all right, will these guys actually fulfill their promise? You know, keep right. their promise on this. And if they can, it's an incredible, incredible piece of credibility. Yes, I like that. So um, some of the technical details. Um, I'm not sure how you do your the podcast. You've done podcasts in the past. I know that. I've followed some. I've listened to some. They're a little bit different format than what we're doing now because they're short, they're 10 minutes. They're more like what you were talking about, addressing a quick problem for a few minutes. Um, I don't know how you want to set up the podcast, but obviously we want it on all the platforms. Yeah, that's easy. I can do that. That's not. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Um, I don't know if we're going to want which is probably pretty easy to do, but creating some kind of a landing page for the podcast where we can talk about, uh, you know, past podcasts and uh, future, future potential podcast episodes and so forth. Most of the podcasts on the, uh, on the platforms will not have video. We can certainly make a podcast with video available if they want it. I think it makes sense to do that. I mean, if we're going to have it, we can do that because stripping out the videos, it takes four seconds. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's ridiculously simple. Sure, sure. And that so, way you can have it on multiple, you could have it on multiple platforms. So if somebody wants course. to watch it on a YouTube or, you know, mm-hmm. a bunch of other video platforms, you can do that. Yes. And if not, 
Yes, right. Goes perfectly on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, things like oh, that. Oh, sure. There's there's plenty of them out there, and uh, uh, Spotify and all those good things. Yep. So, yeah. Exactly. So um, that sounds good. Um, I you know I think our format is uh, uh, we have fun with it. Uh, we're it's it's entertaining. It's not too academic. It's practical. It will deal with some of the main issues of today, the new normal, all those kinds of good things. Uh, and uh, so this is our start. This is our beginning. And uh, I'm looking forward to, uh, you know, promoting the hell out of it. Yeah, for sure. Yep. So I have... Um... I, I was trying to think of just, uh, we were talking about storyboarding it out as far as not within an episode, because I haven't really done that yet. I think that's what we'll do together. But as far as the episodes as a whole, I was just trying to see like a progressive framework, mm -hmm. the one that builds off the previous episode. Mm -hmm. And so I came up with some, and I know it's not done yet, but it's, it's a good enough. I think there's the one, two, three, four, five, five. I've got 11 of them so far. Mm. Um, so, and I, I added one to the front, because I think there's one that's a little bit more it's important to hit on before we hit the first one that we had before. Before, um, the first one that I had right now was why you need to be an entrepreneur. So I wanted I like to make that. sure that, so initially the first one we had was now's the, and now's the best time ever to start a business. But I think I was thinking about it and I'm like, if I'm somebody who's this like closet wannabe entrepreneur, this secret, you know, as a secret, I really want to be an entrepreneur, but I'm not sharing it with anybody. I don't think we start that there. I think we can actually start that at why you need to be an entrepreneur. And the idea yes. is it's going to build, <clears throat> you know, we always talk, the most important thing is we want to have traction with motivation. So if, yes. there's not, if there's not an intrinsic motivation, you're really not going to get people to move. And so I was like, well, we need to build that motivation before we get onto the topic. So first one is why you, and it's in all caps, need to be an entrepreneur which by the way, need is one of my dirty words. You'll never hear me say this about myself ever because it's just, I believe in self-programming. Right. Like, I say I need something, it builds tension and I have to do it and it takes away options in my life. If I say it's important, then it is important. It stresses the, you know, the, vi the vitalness or, for lack of a better term mm -hmm. of getting something done, but it doesn't paint myself into a corner. But I put it so need because I want to address that and I want to take away like you want to get somebody to a point where they realize this is the only option that they have. If it's something that they were truly pondering and thinking about, they're like, well, should I become an entrepreneur? Should I keep looking for a job? Should I sit at home and watch Netflix all day? Well, actually not Netflix because I finished Netflix. Um, should I, should I watch? Working on Amazon day? Prime now. Yeah, working, working on Amazon, Amazon. Prime. Yeah. Right. So I want to get them to a point where it's like, why you need to be an entrepreneur. I'm seven steps ahead of you and all these other options aren't going to work for you. And they're going to go, okay, maybe. So I'm going to listen to that one. And the goal is by the end of that one to go, yeah, he's right. And I remember you know, it wasn't a, it wasn't a podcast I listened to, but I, there was one of my mentors that kind of did the same thing. <laughs> and I remember sitting there going, Oh, like there were two or three, points that he made that I never even considered, never thought about, it was never even um, uh, exposed to. And I realized like that changed my life forever because I'm like, all right, now I know the path I need to take. Like I'm mm -hmm. not just going to try to get, you know, promoted at my job or stay at my job for another 15 years. I know this is really what I need to do and why I need to do it. So from there, the next one is why, you know, now is the best time forever to start a business. And so 
The idea with that one is to build confidence. So you have somebody that's never done it. They're not sure where they're going. They're sailing across the Atlantic in, 15, in the year 1500. What's going to happen? <laughs> am I going to make it? Are, are there Indians waiting on the beach for me? Like, am I actually going to, is it nice? Is the weather going to be good? Am I going mm-hmm. am I, am I to die of cholera? It could be any number of things. But the idea is to build confidence with them that say, hey, in spite of everything you're reading and hearing on the news, this is actually the best time ever to do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, from there, um, and I reach and I reworded a couple of the ones that we had before. Uh, the next one is what makes you think you can be an entrepreneur? And I like framing it in the negative one. It's almost an accusatory um, fact because I want them in their background to be like part of them is part of them's going, well, I think I could be an entrepreneur because every you know, everybody's oppositional by nature. So if I say, you know, what makes you think that you can be an entrepreneur? They're gonna go, well, because but yet it's mixed with a little bit of doubt at the same time. So again, this one is a confidence builder, mm-hmm. you know, um, from there. And I added this, this is one of the things I was adding when you said I was looking very serious. Uh, I put the real life of an entrepreneur. And so mm-hmm. it's like, you know, if you go, if you're working at um, a bank and you just show up at eight 45, the place opens at nine, it closes at five and you leave at five fifteen. you just punch in, punch out and your day goes through it. I mean, everybody's doing, you know, you're not really doing any of the work. You're just sitting there filling a hole. But as an entrepreneur, it's like there's ups and downs and ups and downs. It requires you to use your, your, the creative side of your brain, the logical side of your brain. It requires you to be disciplined. And we're not always A-plus students every day. So you're always going to have kind of an up and down. And sometimes it's way up and a little down. And sometimes it's a little bit up and way down. But the idea of having them it's, you know, understand the need to count the cost of being that entrepreneur of like, okay, this is what you're getting into. So it's one thing for somebody to say, I want to join the Marines. But that recruiter kind of needs to tell that person, you do know what you're getting into, right? <laughs> like, like, this is not the Coast Guard. <laughs> this is not the Air uh, Force. This is not the Air Force, right. Um, and then from there, it's like, all right, they've counted the cost. They've, they've kind of they've walked through a couple of, you know, they've judged themselves and walked through a couple of the steps needed to where they fully know what's coming, um, positives, negatives, whatever you want to put it. The next one is, how do you know if you have a good idea? Mm. So my initial, the initial one we had last time was like, how do you know if your idea sucks? But then I'm like, well, I don't know that I want to do it like that way this time if we're really building, trying to build confidence. So how do you know if you have a good idea? And I mm-hmm. think this, is, this one would be really good about like, if we had a guest, it would be perfect for this one. But even if we didn't have a guest, you and I could walk through kind of how we determined whether the idea that we had was actually viable or not. Yes. <clears throat> so... Um, but anyway, from there, okay, you have an idea. Now what we talked about before, um, from there, I wanted to add, I added one in how to identify your avatar, which I think is most people don't even know what an avatar is. They think it's a movie. So <laughs> from there, it's like understanding. It's like how to really know and it sets up your marketing. So this one bridges into the future episodes. We're going to talk about the deal with marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the next one was the most common mistakes new entrepreneurs make. So, and I actually might move that one up one step, but, um, and that's, that's kind of a good, kind of a cool episode because it would be you and me. I mean, we're coming across as authority and like, this is why the things we're doing really well. And we're all patting each other on the head saying they're really good. But this one's actually where we would actually talk about all the things that we screwed up on, mistakes we had. Mm-hmm. And Twitter advertising is number one on my list. So that will always be number one on my list. I could burn money and have it have a better ROI than to give it to Twitter. 
Um, right. And then, and then from there, the last few are just, you know, you should have more customers by now. Um, one that I, I know a lot about that I wanted to put in there is do you really have to pay for advertising? And I like that one just because it's like the assumption is, you know, if I start a business, I'm going to have to spend all this money on advertising, but you really don't. Um, mm. From there, it's the one we talked about last week. Uh, I hate sales and I have no clue what I'm doing. How do I get new customers? That I think is my favorite title of all the ones we ever talked about. Um, and then this one is just the last one, but I'm sure there will probably be some others in between. But how do you get money to launch your business? And again, the assumption is, you know, you need to have all this extra money sitting on the side to start a business, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your money. And you may not need a whole lot of money, but if you do have money, it doesn't necessarily have to be yours. Right. So, but anyway, those are some of the episodes that I was thinking about. So I'm like, I really wanted to kind of have a framework of like, all right, what would build out if I'm somebody new? And, you know, if you get somebody that has a business that's not profitable, they can jump in at episode four, or they can pick the episode they want to listen to, or they could still listen to it if they think it's interesting. But if you get sure. somebody that's brand new and they just have, have, haven't had the guts to raise their hand and say, I, I kind of want to start my own business but they don't know anybody that's an entrepreneur. They don't know what it's like. It's scary to death. Like, oh my gosh, I still got to pay my bills. What am I going to do? And it's like, if I can start from the very beginning, if we can start from the very beginning and just build that confidence up mm -hmm. and then like take them by the hand. Okay, listen, you know, I'm 420 pounds. I need to lose weight. Okay, well, let's do this. Let's walk for ten, five minutes. Now that we walk for five minutes, let's walk for 10 minutes. And then mm -hmm. let's walk a mile and let's build it up. And next thing you know, it's like they're doing things that two months earlier, they never thought in the wildest dreams they'd be capable of doing. But not only does it build confidence for them, it's like <clears throat> they start to rely on us more. So it's like we're the only people that are coming in and giving them a positive vision of their life. So, you know, the initial question you ask is why should, you know, the, why should somebody continue to listen to you? And you're asking in kind of a negative way. The presumption is they won't. But if we're the only people that are offering a positive vision for their life and giving them confidence, yes. showing them that it can be done. And again, we're not going to be like the person saying, hey, we always did everything perfect. No, we're going we're gonna to talk about ideas that <clears throat> we had that we didn't go through, ideas that um, wouldn't have worked out. Maybe it was an idea that we had that we tried that didn't work out. Mm -hmm. And so you're building credibility because it's like, all right, we failed. It's like baseball. We failed 70% of the time, but the 30% of the time is really what matters. Right. You know, and people that right. dig for oil, they don't hit oil all the time, but they hit it enough that it pays for the investment of exploration. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was kind of what I had as far as like what we're doing. So I want somebody to be able to come in and, and, and hear what we're doing, but at the same time, have, have that more hope and confidence that if they follow the path that we're talking about, um, they feel like their life is going to be different. And I think in society right now, especially with COVID, it's not the case. People just don't feel that way. You know, and it depends on the state you're in. Like if you're in Arkansas, that's one thing, but like if you're in Florida, that's one thing, but like if you're in New York or California where we are, <clears throat> you know, there's certain things that you're just not allowed to do. It's just, you know, you're kind of in a halfway house. You're on your eighth DUI and you're basically, you know, on a halfway house waiting for your furlough day. Right, right. So, so anyway, that was kind of how I was thinking like <clears throat> the episodes would go and I'm, and I'm sure there's going to be more episodes, but it seemed like a nice flow. <clears throat> it seemed like something where we can get somebody who's literally flipping through Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Breaker 
<clears throat> or if they're on YouTube um, and something mm -hmm. comes up, like we can catch them with that, that thing where it's like, okay, instead of sitting here twiddling my thumbs all day, like this is actually something that gives me a little bit of hope in my life. Right. Nobody's doing that. Yeah, um, I think there are people out there that purport to have some level of expertise, um, <laughs> and their whole thing is to be, uh, okay, we're going to help you with mindset, we're going to give you confidence, we're going to do this and do that. Uh, but it's a lot of fluff, and there is no sure. meat and potatoes, so to speak. And uh, I know that we both have experience we have hands-on experience not only in being in a business organization but also in entrepreneurship and uh, we also have an academic background you have an MBA I have an MBA I have a PhD in psychology uh, not that that makes a big huge difference but it just another way of looking at things it, 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 no, it gives me some does. some understanding I, I i i apply it to how i help my clients um and mindset of course and that type of thing but um here here's what i'm saying about the people out there that purport to be helping entrepreneurs or people with a vision or people with a passion they're not practical enough no they're just cheerleaders and they they throw it back into the laps of the people that are paying sometimes incredible amounts of money and when the person the person gets excited and the person gets uh motivated i guess you could say but then when it comes right down to it, they have these challenges and they don't seem to know what they don't, they don't know what they don't know. And so they get really frustrated. And um, it's only worse. It's like you said with the person that's on the diet, they go on some crazy diet, you know, the lettuce only diet or the this diet or the that diet or whatever it is, they lose some weight. Then they encounter the, you know, most of that is water loss. And then they uh, encounter some of the real issues that are going on with themselves and how they see themselves and what they're doing and how they're doing it. And they stop. They literally stop and gain all the weight back and the, uh, and more. So we don't want people to just get excited and, motivated we want to show them that it can be done at the same time we want to be really realistic real realistic with them this is not a picnic this right. is not easy this takes time this takes effort this takes a tremendous amount of determination and even when you are successful to some degree you get that first client you get that first sale you get your widget on the market you, 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 you've done your website, you know what your services are, you have a pretty good idea of what you wanna offer. That's just the first level. There's always going to be an ongoing challenge and continuing to have more problems, more challenges, more difficulties, more issues, every level that you go up. So starting off is to start. And then as time goes on, you're going to want 
they're going to want help with other things depending on what level they're at. If they're just starting, they're on one level. If they've got 10 employees, they're on another level. Yeah, and so, and, and, and I agree with everything you're saying. And I think part of it is you look at the diet person, for example, and they say, oh, I wanna lose 20 pounds. But the question is, are they committed to live a lifestyle that supports that 20 pound loss? Yes. And it reminds me of like, you turn on, it reminds me of the difference between like an honest preacher and then Joel Olstein. So like you turn on Sunday okay. and Joel Olstein. We're going to start naming names. We're going to start naming names at this I'll juncture. Listen, that guy, <laughs> that guy rents, out, <clears throat> rents out the basketball arena in Houston. Yes. I can't hear you. Your sound went away. I don't think it's my end. Weird. You're back. All right. There you go. All right. I'm not sure if it was a Bluetooth thing, but um, mm. that in a little bit. But anyway, so like, if you listen to him, I heard him on TV the other day doing some ad or whatever, and it's like he's appealing to people who are having a really tough time in life, right? Sure. And that it could be amazing. I mean, oh, God has so many things in store. He wants mm. to be wealthy. He wants to make your life easy. He wants to make your life. He wants to make it perfect. He wants to bless you. He wants things to be easy for you. And it's like, you get a whole bunch of people that are having a really tough time and they hear that and they're like, yeah, I want that. Mm -hmm. But if you can name one person who lives that life, Anywhere in the world, let me know, because they'll be the first person I've ever met that had a life that was like that. I do. It's like, the problem is... <laughs> I do. Well, then great. I need to hang out with you more. Yeah, but, but I'm a Buddhist, so I look at things differently. Well, there you go. The problem is once you start to hit that rough spot, then... And, and life happens contrary to what your mentor is saying that it should... Mm. either think that he's lying or that you're or you're the exception and you're disappointing him right but either way you give up on it mm. we're going to use joel olston as an example like there's a parable that jesus said back in the day and he's like it was a, it was the the seed that got cast on the um the path and the second seed was one where it said it got cast on the path and but the birds ate it up and his sure interpretation of that was you know, it was meant to be good. You want to plant this good seed, but it had no roots. And so as soon as hardship came, <clears throat> the person was worse off than they were before. Possibly, yes. But no, but anyway, but he said that the third one was the one where it actually went deep into the soil and it, and it, and it created roots and it built up and it created like a huge like harvest. Yeah. But the whole sense of, it's a sense of roots there. And so I think when we're talking about, looping back to what you talked about before, I don't want this to be this hopey, changey, ethereal, you know, chicken soup for the soul type of a thing. Like you could be an entrepreneur and you could have a business. Wouldn't it be great? Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. The <clears throat> that I had was like, why you need to be an entrepreneur? And part of it is like, it's great to be an entrepreneur, but at the same point in time, the option, the alternatives suck worse, right? Like, <laughs> happening like you think you're gonna have a stable job yeah go away like this right sure um, 
But then the number three one was, what makes you think you can be an entrepreneur? And that one's a more challenging, I think, where it's challenging. It's like, listen, if you're going to be an entrepreneur, if, if you're even going to progress past this and even decide to move forward at all, you need to count the costs and realize that, like, it's not this really easy thing where it's like, okay, I'm going to start this business. And in six months, I'm going to have a million dollars in sales. Next year, I'm going to have a beach house in the Caribbean. <laughs> 10 years, I'm going to have two private jets and I'm going to be living like a rapper. Like, it's just not going to work like that. Like, you, it could, it could, you know, you could work really well, but then all of a sudden you hit um, saturation with your product. Mm. What do you do? Like, what if, mm. how do you, you know, it could be something where everybody, you know, you sell all these products and then every three months later, everybody just loads you down on the internet and, you know, just rips you a new one and mm -hmm. shreds. So, sure. Any number, sure. the idea is like you want to really, I think number one, count the, you know, we're going to be the, you know, if we're going to say, yeah, you can do it, but at the same time, we're going to be real with you. Like this road you're going to go on, if you want to lose 50 pounds, it's a lot of sweat. I mean, it's not going to be fun for, you know, you know, doing whatever you're going to do. It's hard work. But then once you do it, I think once we're on that path, we shift onto that. I think the actual nitty gritty of it's really important. So we're showing people how we came up with an idea. Yes. What are the thoughts behind it? Like you're going to have things that you bring to the fore that I can't because you have a psychology background that I don't. Mm -hmm. And there's going to be things that I can bring to the fore that you can't as well. But the idea is that you're going to see very, very specific things and why they work, why they don't work. What we've done that right. we've done that has been a total right. moment. Um, <clears throat> but I think, I, yeah, I don't want it to be this, this, lofty in the clouds everything can be perfect la-di-da life is great because i think it's going to come a point in time where people are the common thing that people are going to say in response to that is yeah that works for you but that's not my experience mm -hmm. Meet them from the very front saying okay listen we failed more times than we can count we've lost money in our businesses we've made big mistakes we've wasted a lot of money we've wasted a lot of time we've just mm -hmm. We've all been down and thought, man, this sucks. This is never going to work. Why am I? Mm -hmm. We've all had imposter syndrome. But we've endured. <laughs> and we've gone right. through it. And it's, <clears throat> when there's no hope and you can't write it down on paper and say, this is why I'm going to endure and this is why I'm going to move forward in spite of all this stuff. I can't, I can't justify it on paper. Mm. But I, like, I have to. Like, it's not an option. Like, I know that, like, I know that my future is not going to be sitting in an office all day. It can't be. Look at what happened. Mm -hmm. Even if you thought it would be, it's like all of a sudden, you know, you're basically making X, you're spending almost X, you're living according to the lifestyle of your income, and all of a sudden the government goes, you can't have an income, and now you're stuck. Right. And it's like, well, what are you going to do? And, you know, some of the people that we're dealing with had it happen twice yeah years, you know twice in 10 years so i think being really real you know playing poker cards face up you know we're not you know we're not uh photoshopping our stories and it's going to be the good the bad and the ugly mm -hmm. at the same time it's like if somebody's listening to the podcast and okay i get it yeah i'm with you on that what do i do what specifically do i do i want some specific stuff to do right action steps I want to be able to listen to the podcast and have homework. Like there's a guy who usually on Fridays, I haven't done it in a couple months, but he did breakfast and learns. It's a marketing guy. Mm -hmm. 
end, he's like, all right, you know, what are you guys' takeaways? And I, and I always tell him, I'm like, all right. I always hate, I, I love and hate coming here because every time when I'm done, you always give me an entire weekend's worth of work to do. Like you give me a honey-do list. Because there's always so much thing, so much that I learn from it that I'm like, all right, I have a list of things that I need to do in my business based on what I learned off of today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's important to do that for them to feel like, okay, like if they're going to come up with an idea, we can give them a framework on how to come up with the idea. We can give them examples of what other people do, you know, what's worked and what hasn't worked. Sure. So. Yeah, those are good. Those, those are all good. Um, and I think. As, as time goes on, uh, uh, we'll get feedback from our audience, from our participants, and we can address some of the specific questions they have, issues, challenges. Um, so it isn't just, well, this is what's in my head. Um, we, can, we can actually address some very specific uh, problems and issues that, uh, that our audience has. Um, I'm going to say right out, right up front here, I think our sound is still good. Um, heard a little noise there, but um, I, if somebody says, well, why should I listen to you? Why should I listen to Al Horn, MBA, PhD? You're not Elon Musk. You haven't built a billion dollar corporation. You haven't built even a multi hundred million dollar corporation or what kind of business are you running? How many employees do you have? Uh, why don't I see any articles in the Wall Street Journal about you? Fair enough. I don't, I'm okay with you asking that question. I can only say that I have a lot of experience. I live my life uh, and my lifestyle is very good. Um, I'm a little bit older than you, Matt. So I consider myself basically semi-retired. And part of the purpose of me doing this is to give back and to help. Uh, I've been many things, I've done many things. I had my own business uh, in IT. I got started the same year as Bill Gates. He did do a little bit better than me, but nevertheless, um, I've had a lot of experience. <laughs> I, I ran my business, my business got to the point where, um, you know, I had everything that everybody wants in a business, overhead, employees, 60 to 80 hour work weeks, uh, sleeping at my desk, uh, multiple phone lines, uh, everything that you could possibly think of. And I made a decision at some point, uh, and I can tell you when it was, it was shortly after 9-11, made a decision that that wasn't the lifestyle I wanted. And I actually wanted to pursue a passion of mine in a different direction, a different vision for my life. So fortunately, because I had spent 20 years working in IT and having my computer services business, consulting services, and so forth, which by the way, our motto was, we'll do anything for money, pretty much. So (laughs) we never turned a client down. But at some point I realized that I didn't want, I didn't want employees and I didn't want to be working 60 to 80 hour work weeks and I didn't want the overhead and I didn't want all of that. I wanted a better, different life. So I, that's when I started working on my PhD was shortly after 9-11 and decided that I wasn't going to be in IT anymore. I was going to move in a different direction. Now I've done other things too. I've been a college professor. 
adjunct. Um, I've led workshops, seminars. Um, I've been a life coach. I've been a business consultant. I've been a business coach. I've done many different things. And I do think that uh, I'm qualified. I feel that I'm qualified to not only to provide some recommendations and advice, but also to act as a catalyst, if you will, to help the entrepreneur uh, to assess and their own issues and to go through that process. I do believe it's a process. And uh, the first thing I will tell an entrepreneur is if you're not in love with the process, if you're not willing to accept the challenges, if you don't have the right mindset, you're doomed to failure. You are doomed to fail. Go, not everybody is cut out to be an entrepreneur. You may be sitting at your desk at corporation, uh, you know, giant corporation XYZ or whatever, doing what it is that you do in your cubicle, dreaming about being an entrepreneur, dreaming about not having a boss who's an asshole, dreaming about not having to do the work of three or four people, dreaming of doing your own thing, pursuing your own passion, creating your own business, being an entrepreneur. But you may not be the person to, to do that. You may not be the person to make that happen. And you need to be real about that. We can help you to understand what it does take to be on that path. And what even more importantly, we can help you to maximize your possibility for success. Because there's many people out there that want to be an entrepreneur, dream of being an entrepreneur, need to be an entrepreneur, but they don't know what they don't know. And as soon as they get started, they get frustrated and they just don't, they start reading books, they start doing workshops and seminars and so forth. But very often they just do not get the kind of help that they really need. And uh, that's what I see us providing is that kind of help. Yeah, and I'll even, I agree. And I'll even add to what you were saying before about somebody asking you, why should I, you're not on the Wall Street Journal or this or that. Um, I would say, first of all, I've been in the Wall Street Journal. My business has. So they couldn't say that about us anymore. Secondly, <laughs> secondly, it, um, they're not concerned about it. They don't want Bill Gates solving their problem. They want somebody who can solve their next problem. Yes. So like Elon Musk isn't going to help me with my high school chem chemistry exam. I just want somebody who, who knows how to pass the science, you know, who knows how to pass the, uh, the AP chemistry exam. Like that's, that's what I care about. Right. So it's like if you're looking for somebody who's a billionaire, good luck. They're not going to meet with you. If you're looking for somebody who's an expert at starting businesses and getting them profitable within months, well, that's what I do. Mm -hmm. and, if, and if you're expecting, and if, and if you're, you know, the measure isn't whether somebody is in the Wall Street Journal because they don't care about that. The, the, the measure is, can I solve your problem right now? And the one thing that I'm or really good at to. is help. Right. Help yeah, I can help, you, I can help you basically get a business started and teach you how to get it profitable within the first quarter or two. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And it's like, it's a small goal. And it's like, I'm not going to say, okay, I'm, you're 420 pounds. I'm going to get you to be a marathon runner. No, no, no. I'm going to show you how to shed the first 15 in mm -hmm. the first month. Right. 
without having to do you know crazy stuff or whatever that's my expertise and it's like if if you know if, if it's thanksgiving it's like I, you don't have to eat the whole turkey in one bite you don't have to dis disassemble your jaw you just have to eat small pieces yeah and, and you know the idea is like we want to build we don't want to have you go from 400 to say, I'm going to take you from 420 pounds and you're going to get down to 160 and run marathons because they're not going to, nobody will believe you. If I told you that, you wouldn't believe me either. But if I can tell you that I can, I can get you from 420 into the 300s and then I can continue to build momentum so that you can build confidence and that you can see your goal, you can see that you're continually making progress and that your goal, your life goal that you have is keeps getting closer and closer by the day, by the week. And you can start to say, wow, you know, I'm not there yet, but I'm continually progressing and I'm making, I'm making positive, I'm taking positive steps and making progress every month. And it's less far or nearer um, than it was before. Now it's more believable. When I was 420, I never thought I'd be 160, but oh my gosh, I'm under 200 now. Mm-hmm. I'm under 250, I'm under 300, I'm under 250, I'm under 200. Oh my gosh, I see a crease in my arm that I never saw there. I saw a muscle that I never saw there. Mm-hmm. My clothes don't fit anymore. And that's a great thing. Right. I'm having to buy smaller clothes. Like mm-hmm. that's what my goal is. It's not to get you to 160. It's for, for you to not fit in your current clothes anymore, which is a right. nice small goal. And it's like, we don't, you don't need somebody in the Wall Street Journal for that. <laughs> Like, why would you ask for somebody in the world? That's, that's like, you know, you don't need that. You just need somebody to solve your next problem. And that's to what help we're you really solve. good at. Yes. Yeah. And that's what yeah, we're really like, good at. Yeah. I'd like to say that I'm not here necessarily to solve people's problems, but I hear, am here to engage in, with them in the process of solving the problem or seeing what the potential solution could be. Um, and a variety of other uh, possibilities. Um, I do understand the managing a business, and I do understand marketing, and I have a lot of experience in doing both of those. Uh, my main focus as a business coach and as a to some degree consulting is in marketing strategy. I believe it's been shown to me that marketing and marketing strategy is the engine that drives the business forward. Uh, that doesn't mean you need, you it doesn't mean you don't have to do accounting or finance or management or scheduling or time management or understanding people or understanding human behavior, all of those things come into play. And that's one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you get to wear a lot of different hats. You can, you have to deal with a lot of different challenges, a lot of different issues, as opposed to being in some corporation where they want you to do some very, very, very specific thing for eight to 10 hours a day, TPS reports, whatever it is that they want you to do, office space, reference yeah. um, the movie not the show but and if you're going to do a friend's reference you can say you need to manage the weenus yeah okay <laughs> but not be a weener um right. you need to be a winner not a weener um but one of the things that i talk about 
to my clients is ROI, return on investment, investment of time, investment of money, resources. Uh, because if you look at the ROI, it's a little, it's a little bit different and to, and to some degree, I believe more practical than looking at, well, I want to have 10 employees or I want to have a million dollar a year uh, in sales or I want to get two or three of these widgets on the market or whatever. If you look at ROI, it's a, it's a perspective. It's like, okay, I put in this many hours per week. What did I get out of it? Okay. Or I've invested X amount of money. What's my return? How and what is my potential return? So I like to think of ROI in general. And of course, there's the nuts and bolts of business is extensive. I mean, there's so many different things. It, it, whether you're in service or manufacturing, uh, or strictly online play, digital play, whatever it is that you're doing, um, these these there's different ways to look at it and there's different challenges that go along with different types of businesses. So we can address all of these things in our podcast over time. Yeah. And I think, I think people, there's the one thing that I, I've kind of come to realize is people just generally have so much doubt and skepticism about themselves in good times or in bad times. It's the rare mm -hmm. person that's like overtly positive all the time. Mm -hmm. But I think if we're kind of designing and filtering our message around that, <clears throat> I think it's important. So <clears throat> return on investment, definitely. I'd say we're going to help you have something really, <clears throat> we're going to give you hope for the future for the first time you've had in a long time. I like that. But I like that, Matt. I, I, think, I think more than anything, it's like coming from a point, it's like if they can see that we're real people, that we're not like, oh, this guy's got a PhD and an MBA. Well, it's great. That's not me. I only, I just graduated from high school. He doesn't understand mm -hmm. any of my problems. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and same thing with this guy. This guy's got an MBA. And, you know, this guy, you know, that's not me. You don't understand my problems. But I think as we're going through the podcast and kind of one of the thing, one of the aspects of what we're doing is that like, we're not coming at it like, you know, we have everything in line. We don't have 17 terminal degrees. Right? We're not in the Wall Street Journal. We're not on the president's task force. We're not working, you know, Thank flying goodness. around the country. We're not flying on the country in our private jet with Joel Olstein giving us spiritual advice, you know, living a lifestyle. And then we're going to pop in and help you because, like, they don't relate yeah. to those people. Right. But it's like the blue collar person, the person that, like, they did it without the traditional way. They, you know, like, I can't go back to school. I can't get my MBA. I don't have you know, thousands of dollars to spend. I'm barely making money. I'm, e I'm eating ramen all day because I don't have any money. Um, I'm trying to get a job. Nobody's hiring me. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I stumbled upon your podcast and I realized, well, you know, yeah, you know what? Maybe I could run my own business. My uncle had his own painting business, but I don't want to paint. Like, I mm -hmm. wonder, you know, if I could do it. And it's like, if here are the two guys that are really, you know, maybe, and maybe this is part of how we brand it is like two... <laughs> like, you know, patently underqualified guys teaching you how to, um, how to have a profitable business. It's like, we're the exact opposite. We're, we're the people that shouldn't be teaching you. Mm. Like we're not in the wall street journal. We never on Oprah. We don't have a book that was on the New York times bestseller list yet. Yet. We don't have, we don't have regular <laughs> consulting or Um, what do they call it? Contributor contracts for TV. We don't, you know, we're not doing all that yet. But it's like, you know, what we're really good at, 
we're really good at not wasting time. We're really good at starting a business right off the bat and making money right away. Mm -hmm. And if you've mm -hmm. never heard of us, that just means that we're the best kept secret and you, you know, and you will down the line, but it's like, they don't care. You know, our, you know, I could sit here and tell you when I'm in the wall, I was in the wall street journal. So, and I was, so what mm -hmm. does that help? Does that help you at all? No, not at all. But I'm going to show you how to come up with a business idea that'll be profitable. I'm going to mm -hmm. show you, we're going to show you how to make marketing so freaking easy that you don't even have to think about it. We're going to mm -hmm. show you how to come up with a business that works for you. Not just like, I want to do X, Y, and Z. You said you don't want to do painting. Good. Well, that means you shouldn't do painting, but I'm going to show you how to do a business that you do want to do. Mm -hmm. Some people want to be an author and sell books. Some people want to have, you know, want to be a, uh, an Instagram influencer. All right, cool. But we're going to show you how to actually turn that into money. Right. Results. So, we focus on so, results. Yeah. But that, that it's not even we, but it's like, look, this is your problem. You know, if you want somebody that has a, a CV that's 17 pages long and they've been every on every news station and work for every government agency in the world, go for it. Mm -hmm. But if you want somebody who really shouldn't, if you look on paper, should not be successful, but yet we are, and we solve your next problem like this, then you've come to the right place. Okay. You know, it's well, like, I... it's like the guy, it's like the guy, like you remember Muggsy Bogues? Muggsy Bogues was this basketball player in the eighties and he won the slam dunk competition uh, championship in I think 85. Mm. He's five, three. And he won the slam dunk competition. He jumped off a springboard or what? Off his own feet. No, <laughs> he just could jump like a rabbit. But the whole point is he's in a league that everybody's six, seven. And right. He's five, At three. least. Mm -hmm. He should be a jockey before he should be an NBA player. True. And yet he won the dunk contest. <laughs> like That's here's something. the last person possible. Sure. You look at people who are in sports, the same thing that are like, that are not the fastest. Tom Brady was never, could never throw the ball the hardest. Mm. You saw him at his combine. He looked like he never hit the gym in his entire life. I mean, mm. he was probably 150 pounds, had no musculature at all. And it's like, this is the guy that's going to be the greatest quarterback of all time, really? Like, no way. Mm. But he's smart. He knew how to, you know, he, he knows how to functionally do things. And he's the guy that you want teaching him. I don't want the guy who, who can get on his knees and throw 80 yards to teach me because this guy has a talent that nobody else can, nobody else has. Okay? Mm. But if I can get a guy who really has no business being in the league at all, and yet he wins, this is the guy that I want teaching me because I relate to him because we didn't come in with this insane talent. Right. Like, our target market is not Harvard MBAs that are looking to start their own company, right? Our, our people are people that are like, they have no clue what they're doing, but the biggest thing they're missing more than anything right now isn't money, isn't time, isn't any of that. It's hope. And the right. more that we communicate that out to them, the more that we communicate, and it's not even what we have. I know you had mentioned a couple of times, this is what we have. They don't care. They just don't care. But it's like, what can I do to help you? And it's like, and I know you guys don't even know who we are. You don't, you guys are probably sitting here going, yeah, what do these guys know? I've never heard of these guys before. Well, on this mm -hmm. next podcast, we're going to solve a problem that most of you have. We're going to do it in the next 20 minutes. Okay. At the end of the but the idea is like, and, and whether we say that directly or not, the idea is that like, we're going to come in and you're going to have somebody that is naturally and, and immediately skeptical of anybody. 
And by the end of it, they go, oh, like, why do I believe these guys? Well, because they just solved one of my problems. Mm-hmm. Or at least we put them on the path to solving the problem. Right. Because they got to do, the, they gotta do the it work. Took, it took me four months to figure out how to do this, and they just did it in 20 minutes mm-hmm. on, in a recording. Like, this was not hard for them. And it's like, all right, that's the person that I want um, to help me out. I don't want the person that was born into a billion-dollar family. I don't want Bill Gates' <laughs> kid teaching me. I don't want the guy who, who graduated summa cum laude from, from Yale teaching me because I can't relate to that. I don't want the person that has an easy yeah. life. I want the person that's at a hard <clears throat> life. I want the person that, yeah. like, that I can relate. On my worst day, I know I can relate to them and they can relate to me. Right. And that like we've lived, we've, we've, we've pulled trash out of the same dumpster, so to speak. Mm. We've had the same dark moments. We've had the same terrible thoughts. We've had, but this person has picked themselves out of it. I know that we share the same low and they're over here. Mm-hmm. I know that they can get there. I know that I can, I think I really believe that I can get there with their help because I've been in the same low as they've been, but they're over here. Whereas somebody who I've been at this low and the worst person, this per, the, the worst thing that this person had to do was skip lunch at Harvard because they were going between classes. Like that's mm-hmm. no, I can't relate to them. I don't, I don't believe mm-hmm. you speak the same language mm-hmm. and I really don't have any confidence. That they're going to understand the crappy circumstances that I'm in. And we're right. not going to go like super negative. The idea is that like we're going to be real with people. Yes, like that's it. Like we're going to be real. We're going to talk about what's worked, what hasn't worked, why we want to become an entrepreneur. Oh, I didn't want to become an entrepreneur because oh, I saw all these people making money, and I went on Instagram, and they're having this pimped out life, and they're driving an Aston Martin, and they're living in this big mansion in Bel Air. It's like no, you know why I want to become an entrepreneur. Because I'm sitting here working all day, busting my tail, and I actually liked my job at the time. And my wife calls me up and says, look out the window. And I look out the window. I go, where are you going? She said, the beach. And I realized my wife's a teacher. She gets to spend three months out of, her, out of every year going to the beach. And I'm like, I kind of want to be able to do that. And it wasn't about money. It was about freedom. I want to be able to like my you know, I have family that lives all over the country. I'd love to be able to travel and go see them and not feel like I can't because I have to work. Right. You know, and then it was like, and then you look at this COVID thing and you realize that there's people that were fortunate enough to keep their job and, and work there and they did pretty well. And all of a sudden they had their job taken, taken out from underneath their feet by the government who said that their company can't open. Mm-hmm. Your boss didn't want to fire you. You didn't want to lay you off. He didn't want to close, you know, but you can't have this happen twice. The first time, listen, everybody goes through it. We all suck it up. We don't have a whole lot of choice. That's not your fault. But the second time it happens, if it happens again, it is your fault. Mm-hmm. Because you didn't learn the lesson the first time. And part of my thing was like, I went through the Great Recession and I saw all the people that suffered through that. And it's like, it happened once, you need to make a plan to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Like if you get a DUI and you're like, man, I was really stupid. I can't believe I got liquored up, got my car, drove, crashed into another car and got arrested. All right, fair enough. Suck it up, bear the punishment. People are going to say, okay, well, you know, I'm going into AA, I'm doing everything possible. It's like, all right, this guy hopefully learns his lesson. The second DUI, nobody has sympathy for you and you're going to jail. 
So it's like, we're all going through this the first time. We're going to help you basically build an insurance policy to make sure that you never have to go through this again. Mm -hmm. But again, it also adds into that the freedom and um, being able to make your own choices. And, you know, do you, do you want to travel? Do you have family that you want to see? Um, you know, what kind of life do you want to live? You know, how do you want to spend your day? Do you want to spend your day having a punch in from nine to five and not have any choice? Or do you want to be able to set your own hours? Maybe you're a morning person. Maybe you work from six to 12 and go golfing in the afternoon. Maybe you want to sleep in. I know friends of mine that are real estate agents, they don't get up till 11. <laughs> and they go show houses in the afternoon and the evening. And it's like, all right, it works for them. But it's like, you know, the, the cool thing about what we're going through right now is it's the best time ever to make that decision. It's, I mean, there's literally endless, endless opportunities to start a successful business. Like I've never seen an instance where you can start a business to be profitable faster than right now. Okay. It sounds crazy, which sounds crazy, but it's true. But, right. You know, but anyway, that's, anyway, the gist of it is like, let's, I want to, I want to be real, play, you know, you know, pl play co uh, cards face up. I mean, be very honest, positive, negative successes, failures. Mm -hmm. um, and at the same time, we're, you know, and that's really built so they can relate to us and understand kind of where we're coming from and why we are credible. You know, right. we don't need to be in Forbes um, to be credible, but as they listen to us, they can actually see us solve a problem that they've never <clears throat> been able to figure out before. Right. And that's going to make them, first of all, if that's on YouTube, they're going to subscribe to our channel for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but second of all, they're going to binge watch our, they're going to binge watch and binge listen to the episode. So, you know, if they catch us in the beginning, great, gets released every week or whatever it is, but it's like, they're going to listen to eight or nine episodes. And I know that everybody that does that for mine, they usually send me a message saying, oh my gosh, I love it. I love it. You know, how do I sign up or whatever it is. But it's like, right. that's how you build that rabid fan base. Right. Well, you know, uh, Matt, uh, I, I, I like what you're saying. I, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm in alignment with you on this. And uh, I do want to say, though, uh, I kind of, I, I kind I may have come up with a nickname for you, Mr. Positive, because uh, you, you, you like to put a positive spin and you talk quite a bit about encouraging people, giving them confidence and so forth. Um, I may end up being at times, uh, the bad cop, uh, good, you, you, good. you, and you I think that's, I think, we, well, we can, but, uh, but, and, and I'm, I'm generally a positive person and an optimistic person because I believe that's where the possibilities are. That's where the potential is. There's not much potential or possibilities and looking at everything as a disaster or looking at everything, um, or looking at 90% of everything as a failure. However, I do believe that you need to look at those challenges with the right mindset, but you need to be realistic about the kinds of problems that you're going to have to deal with and the kind of challenges sure. that go along with being an entrepreneur. Now, with respect to uh, being a Harvard MBA and wanting to start your own business, more power to you. But I'll tell you, I'll tell you this, Harvard, especially the MBA program, does not teach you how to be an entrepreneur. Just like they don't teach a doctor to nutrition. They don't, that's just not what they're there for. So being an entrepreneur is unique. It's a unique process, okay? I would liken it more to being an artist or being somebody or an inventor. You're starting with very little 
you're starting with a vision, you're starting with an idea, you're starting with whatever it is that you know, your experience, but at the same time, you're creating something and you don't really know what it's gonna turn out to be. So part of the mystery and the excitement and the challenge of being an entrepreneur is that process. And that's what we will be talking about is that process of what it takes to be an entrepreneur, how you deal with these challenges, how you deal with these problems, and how you get to know what it is that you don't know and what you don't know that you don't know so that you don't find yourself in a swamp uh, hitting alligators over the head wondering how the heck you ever got there and what was your main reason for being in the swamp. You need to have a, a clearer vision of the process. And uh, uh, we can use a lot of different metaphors. Um, you know, I, I like to tell my clients, if, if I told you that there is a, uh, a trunk with diamonds and gold and treasure in it buried somewhere in the mountains, would you want to go get it? And uh, they usually would say, yeah, I would be great to have this treasure chest of gold and diamonds and, 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 and valuables. I, don't, I know it's in the mountains somewhere, but I don't know how to go get it. And I said, well, that's what I'm here to help you do. I'm help, help, here to help you know that it's there and to go get it. Um, you're, it's not going to be easy. You have to ask yourself right from the get-go, are you willing to do what you need to do to, 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 to make it happen, to, to, to deal with the difficulties, whether that's alligators or snakes or high altitude or bad weather or whatever it is, all of those things are, they're going to happen. It's, you cannot become an entrepreneur with rose tinted glasses on by the same token you don't want to go be into the entrepreneurial path thinking like well this is just impossible this is too difficult i don't have the experience i don't have the know-how i don't have the connections i don't have the resources don't 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 and then never get started because you have to fail forward One of the main issues with entrepreneurs and the entrepreneurial path is you have to make mistakes in order to learn. You have to, you have to hoe a difficult road and you're not going to know what it's like until you do it. You can sit there and dream about it in your cubicle all day long, but until you do something and fail and then do something and overcome that failure, you're never going to move forward. You're never going to create a business. And obviously, you're never going to get that treasure chest. So being an entrepreneur, I know from experience, is a lot more than just saying, I'm going to make a certain amount of money. If you're into being an entrepreneur because you want to be rich, you'll never have the motivation. You'll never have, in my opinion, you'll never have what it takes to make it happen because you are not going to be rich overnight. And as soon as you realize that you'll give up, you have to have something deeper inside that says, yes, I want to do this because, because I want freedom, because I want to be my own boss, because I have a vision, because I have a a, a desire 
to bring something valuable to the world, to my family, to my life, whatever it is. You've got to have that, and it's got to be real, and it's got to be deep inside, or you'll never get past the first couple of stumbling blocks. You just won't do it. Right. And I think if money is your main motivation, you're on the wrong path to begin with. I mean, like it really is, because like, if you look at any entrepreneur, let's look at the big ones, the, like the quote, unachievable ones, the Elon Musk, the Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos, Zuckerberg, um, who's the Twitter guy, Jack Dorsey, mm-hmm. you know, all of them. And it's like, they weren't trying to be rich. Elon doesn't really care about being rich. If you look, I've read his biography. What he's, he cares about is he's trying to transform the world to be completely non-dependent on fossil fuels. He wants to have um, a multi-planetary civilization. I mean, there's specific long-term goals that he has. Mm-hmm. And from a little kid, that's what he cares about. He would look up in the sky and, you know, his, through his telescope and see Mars and, you know, wondered how, how people could li- get there. Um, everything he does is, is designed around that, right? And it's like that everything he does, it, it drives him toward that end goal. And he doesn't. It's funny. You know, Tesla got up to a certain price point and he came out and he said, oh, our, he tweeted out. He said, our, our, our stock is too high. Like that tells you everything you need to know about Elon Musk. He doesn't care about like the valuation of the company at all. Mm. Um, but you look at Zuckerberg and I don't have much good to say about him, but the one thing I will say is that like everything he's done in his whole career has been designed um, around kind of the same type of things. Bill Gates, his thing was he, you know, he thought he could build a better mousetrap than IBM. And he just, you know, his whole thing was, I want to make it easy for people to use computers because guess what? In 19, what, 78 or whatever it is. And he started, nobody was on computers except for like complete nerds. Right. So it's like his whole thing is I want to help people use computers that are normal people. So it's like making his normality normal for everybody else. And it goes on and on and on and on. Everybody, it wasn't about money. Jeff Bezos. Every, the first profits that he took, he never took profits. He rolled all his profits into, into the company. And I don't even know when, if any, he took profits on his company, but he's the master at reinvesting profits. Mm-hmm. Um, but you look at that and it's like, they don't have a pat. They don't, they're not sitting here going, I can't wait to make money. It's like, no, they have a vision for the world that they want to help improve and contribute to. And Jeff Bezos is a scumbag. So we'll just get that on video. But oh. even in his own well. twisted totalitarian mindset even in that prison he still wants to make things better for the world how he sees it doesn't mean it's better for the world but it's better for the world Mm -hmm. how he sees it and so it's every morning these people get up and it's like the mission's not done and it's not work though because it's like oh i don't want to get up and do it no this is something that's near and dear to their heart there's no way elon musk is going yeah i'm going to sleep in today no we got to get people off of gasoline cars like it's not forcing them off of cars, but we want to create a car that's so that's, and his big thing is driving the price of his cars down. Like that's his, one of his goals. Like mm. who does that? BMW, Maseratis don't go, yeah, we want to get our cars down to 30 grand. Elon Musk wants to get these down to where anybody can buy a Tesla. Right. You know, did you, did like, you see, did you hear the article? Did you read the article about the people that bought the Tesla and on the way home, the roof? 
disengaged know, from the car. They had lost their roof. No, but I've done that myself. I'm what my old car. <laughs> I was. It I, wasn't. I was it was not a convertible. Okay, the roof literally came <laughs> off, and they had well, no roof. <laughs> I was driving home one day, and it was late. It was. I was like, I was leaving work. It was like eight thirty at night, and. I have, I have a, a target top. So it's one of those clip on tops. Right. Mm. And so I, I got out and it was cold out. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to put the, the, the roof back on. So I put the roof on the car, got in the mm -hmm. car, drove out mm -hmm. going on the freeway. And all of a sudden I heard this whirring by my window and I thought, Oh, my window's not sealed all the way. So I just rolled down the windows a little bit and rolled them up just to re-engage the seal. Well, I never actually clipped the roof in. So I'm driving on the freeway. Yeah, I'm driving on the freeway and I roll the window down and the roof goes whoosh. <laughs> 40 okay. pound roof. 40, mm. 50 pound, no, it's probably 50, 60 pound roof gets blown off the car on the freeway. So I didn't have a roof the next day. It, and, and of all things in San Diego, it rained the next morning on the way to work. So I'm doing 90 miles an hour on the way to work just so I yeah. can like beat out the, the path of the rain in my car. So it's not raining down. It's raining like that. Okay. Um, so ironically, I do know it's, I do know what it's, I didn't know that happened to Tesla, but I do know what it's like to have the roof blown off your car. <laughs> right. Right. Well, I, <clears throat> when anyway, I, when I, when I hear that story, Matt, what, what goes through my head is how could that experience be applied to the entrepreneur? You know, and what pops into my head is, first of all, make sure the roof is securely attached. <laughs> Number one. Number two, if you find that you haven't secured the roof, then you got to go to plan B. So what happens with entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial process all the time is you think things are going to be a certain way. You believe things are going to be a certain way. They have been a certain way for a period of time. But for some reason, there's an X factor you're not aware of, okay? And now all of a sudden, you're in a different situation. You're in a different, you've got a different problem. So you have to pivot. You have to pivot. Your, whether it's your product, your service, your competition, the economy, COVID-19, whatever it happens to be, you have to pivot. And that is one of the wonderful things, amazing things about being an entrepreneur is you are constantly being challenged to come up with new ideas, resources, uh, capabilities that you never thought you were going to need or have or want. And you grow as a person. It's, it's, a per, it's personal growth. It's, it's, de, it's you developing capabilities and resources and thinking about reality in a different way because you have to and you need to and that's the, that's what being an entrepreneur is all about is waking up that morning and saying of the 10 million things that could go wrong today which ones am i going to deal with and how am i going to deal with them and how am i going to turn a stumbling block into a stepping stone? How am I going to turn a problem into an opportunity? How am I going to solve yep. whatever that issue is, a technical issue, a, a people issue, a resource issue? How am I going to deal with that and make the best of it?
because but there's I'll no there's no perfect in being an entrepreneur. Okay, perfection is the enemy of progress. If you think things are going to be perfect, you're going to be a miserable human being. Yeah, and I'll say this is uh, to to say it in a, in a very similar way to you to said it is. When you're an entrepreneur, your roof will be blown off. <laughs> <laughs> it will at some and, point when you least expect it. And it's the craziest thing. It's the least thing you expect. You'll never, you know, for whatever reason, you won't see it happen. But that that day, you're gonna go. You'll never believe what happened to me. You're gonna have the best stories in the world. The roof just blew off my car. And then the next morning, a different problem arises because now in a city that doesn't rain, it's going to rain the one day after the roof blows off your car. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you're going to have to have the craziest commute to work that you've ever had in your life, all because that happened. It's like, why? And, and even now I'm telling that story. And it's like, you're going to have to be able to be a quick thinker. Like, how do you solve it? It's one thing to sit here and say, okay, well, I'm going to try to solve a problem in December and I'm going to plan for it in October, right? But it's another, it's like, all right, you're going to have problems thrown at you that are completely unplannable problems. Um, and you're going to have to figure them out in the moment. But the cool, and, and, you know, it might seem like a downer thing, but the cool thing is it's like, this is a chance to like really bring out the genius inside of you that's been laying dormant for decades. Yes. And like, how do I do that? Like my roof blew off. The crazy thing that I didn't tell you is I went back and I couldn't find the roof. And I was there for an hour walking the side of the freeway and I couldn't find the roof. And mm -hmm. the next thing you know, a cop pulls up and he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> so I told him, he's like, well, you really shouldn't be on the side of the freeway. I'm like, well, that's the only place where the roof would be. I'm not going to go search on a side street because my roof should be here. So he, mm -hmm. I end up getting in the back of his car, which is the only time I've ever been in the back of a police car. <laughs> and he got his little spotlight shining out and we never found it. I don't know where this 50 to 60 pound roof went. It just, did, I don't know what happened, but it was gone. Right, right. So you think it'd be laying in the middle of the freeway, right? So now I have to figure out, well, what do I, what do, I do? And now I ha basically had to trust that I could find a replacement roof that they stopped making. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up having to buy a replacement roof and the shipping, because it cost, it, it was like 60 bucks or 70 or 60 to 70 pounds or whatever cost more than the part did right so it's right. like as part of an entrepreneur it's like yeah you're not going to have the normal problems that people have the normal little boring problems of like mm -hmm. oh i'm late for work you're going to have your roof blown off but the cool part happen. is you're you're going to have you're going to you're going to you're going to see more of your genius come out because you have to solve these problems and guess right. what guess who decides on how to solve them you do so you don't right. have a boss coming down saying matt the roof of our building blew off. You need to figure out how to do it. And I have to come up with an idea that my boss has to bless, mm -hmm. bless, but it's like, no, I have to figure it out. It's my roof. I have to figure it out. But it's funny. It's like after, at the end of the day, you're just going to tell one of your friends, you'll never guess what happened to me. Right. And, and if nothing else about being an entrepreneur, man, you, you end up having the best stories, the craziest life. If you, the things you never think will happen to you will happen to you. The things you think will happen to you probably won't happen to you. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's one of these things where it's like, yeah, it's it, if nothing else, you're going to have the most unpredictable life that you've ever imagined. And right, uh, it's, it, you won't be bored. That's for you'll sure. Never be, you'll never be bored again. Well, you could be bored. Bore, yeah, boring right, could be right. part of it, but well, overall, you will not be. 
If you're bored, it means you're not doing something that you're supposed to be doing. That is true. Like if you're, if you're just kicking back and you're making the same amount of money every month, it means you're not innovating. It means you're true. not helping your customers. You have the same product. And at some point that demand for your product's going to go away. You know, you need to, you need to be ahead of it. You need to skate to where the puck's going to be. So mm -hmm. yeah, if you're bored, you're doing something wrong. You're missing out on something. Right. Like, wow, I'm, you know, I'm a junior in high school and I'm sitting home all day watching TV. Well, you should be in school. <laughs> Probably. I'm bored. So yeah, like entrepreneurial. If my, if, my, if, my, if my wife's daughter said, I'm bored, that was code word when I was a kid. I'm not sure about you, Al, but if I ever said that to my parents, that was really a code word for saying, please assign me more chores. Yes, it's time for you to go fix, uh, clean the yard or clean your room or scrub something or clean. Yeah, something. my dad always said, I can fix that. Yeah. My dad, I'm bored. Oh, I can fix that right now. Not a problem. <laughs> my, dad, uh, my dad was career military, Air Force. Oh, so, geez. The word um, bored probably has to be one of the worst words you can hear. I, I, I never said that. I never said I was bored. I, I, would, I would always say I'm busy reading or I'm busy doing this or I'm busy doing that because I know if I was bored, um, he would give me something to do that I probably didn't want to do. Right. So, yeah. But I think being an entrepreneur is more like being on an adventure than it is making money. Because, it, it, and I've done, I've done quite a few adventures where I've led people um, into Baja, California, where we're camping on the beach and we're in a foreign country and uh, I don't even speak Spanish that well. And, but I've ha had a lot of experience doing it as part of a, being on the team of a company that did that called Baja Trek. And I've been over 25 different uh adventures if you will um camping and and visiting uh, uh and and hanging out in baja and uh, it it doesn't become an adventure until the shit hits the fan uh, up until then it's a sightseeing trip so if you're going to be an entrepreneur it is it is not going to be a sightseeing trip with uh, aquarium type windows on a bus where they tell you the first stop is here and the next stop is there. And then when you get off, everything's going to, you, when it's done, you're back at, back at home again. It's not that. Being an entrepreneur is an adventure. No, it's a machete and, trip through the jungle. It is, it is tough. It's an, it, it's, it's, it's going to require every bit, every ounce of fortitude and resources and intelligence that you have it's going to demand of you the utmost it is not a picnic it is going to be tough it's going to be challenging and the actually the beautiful part of it is it does require that of you and you are going to have to reach deep you're going to have to go deep to find out who you really are and what you really are willing to do to make it happen. Because if you look at the statistics on business startups, how many of them actually become profitable or succeed within a five-year period? 10%, 15% at the most? Mm, yeah. 20, maybe 20? And even then, you I don't know if you've read The Entrepreneurial Myth by Gerber. I did, the e-myth, yeah. 
the e-myth, uh, there's a couple different versions of it, but uh, it's a big, thick book. And he talks about how somebody is good at making pizzas, so they open up a pizza place. Or they made pizzas for 10 years, so they want to open up their own pizza place. Or they're tired of the boss telling them, no, we want to make pizzas this way. And they want to make pizzas a special way. Uh, they want to come up with a, an original pizza that they think people will like and their boss won't let them and they don't want to have to be fight be in this regimented uh controlled situation well they end up finding out that um they're going to be working 60 hours 70 hours a week uh, in their own pizza place before they were working 40 hours a week now they're working 60 or 70 and they're not only making pizzas they're also the janitor they're the dishwasher, they're this, they're that. Um, so there's the idea of what you think it's going to be doesn't usually doesn't usually turn out that way. And that's a good thing and also a challenging thing. Yeah, for sure. So all right, so what do we got going next? What do, we, what do we want the next step to be? We've talked about a lot today. Yeah, we have. We have talked about a lot. I think we, in the next episode, okay, this has just been an introduction and a bit of a test. Um, but I think in the next episode, Matt, we, we're going to start with uh, what you talked about, which is why you need to be an entrepreneur and what the entrepreneurial mindset is about. And what are some of the things that you can expect to, to have to deal with in terms of challenges? So we're going to set that up in the next episode. And uh, we're, pro we're not going to have all the answers, but we're going to have some really good questions. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think when we do that, it's um, kind of how I envisioned it was we're, we're trying to talk to like the avatar, the person that's kind of if we had one person in this um, Zoom call with us, like the person is somebody that's basically, I don't know, you could almost say that they're like a restaurant manager, an assistant manager, or somebody that's basically got most hardest hit. Like I'll give an example, my next door neighbor, uh, he runs a catering company. Mm. So I wouldn't say it would be him because he owns the catering company, but maybe it's somebody that works as a caterer for him. Like my neighbor three doors down, um, works at, well, I don't know if they're open, I think they are, oh, works at, um, I think at George's, I think at George's or Eddie V's, one of them in La Jolla, mm. uh, as a waiter. Mm. Well, it's like as soon as the shutdown came, both of them were screwed. I mean, they were screwed in, in March. Like they were the first people that got majorly hit. So it's like, sure. these people also went through the Great Recession. Mm. Well, that's, that's your left hook and that's your right hook. <laughs> And at some point, it's like, and it's funny, I was watching that, that show Cobra Kai on Netflix the other day. And it's like some point in time, you got to stop being beat up by Johnny and the Cobra Kais. You need to get Mr. Biagi and start learning karate. Mm. And so it's like, that's kind of how I envision like the first episode is like, all right, you, you, you've been hit the first time. All right, fair enough. We thought it was a once in a generation thing. We moved on. Everything got better. The economy moved up. And then we got a literal once in a multi-generation pandemic where 
it wasn't an economic problem. It was a government problem where the government shut down the business. And now all mm -hmm. of a sudden it's like, you have a, you have housing payment to make, you have a car payment to make, you have all this stuff. And you're just, you're in a tough spot. Mm -hmm. and it's like, this is, a, you know, it's like, this is one of those things where you need to realize it's like, if you're going to, if you're going to continue to live your life dependent on other people's businesses, Mm -hmm. I like how that's put. If you're going to be dependent on other people's businesses for you and your family's finances and to, to keep, to meet your bills and to make ends meet, um, that's not a sustainable path going forward. We all thought it would be. I mean, that was kind of the model that we've had forever, but as the events of a decade ago and of this year have taught us, it's like, no, it's no longer that you can't do that anymore. It's the same thing mm -hmm. of, getting a job and expecting to have a pension. I mean, that's just not going to happen. I mean, you're going to have to plan for your own retirement. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. I just figured it out. So it used to be that you, you know, you get a job, you get a pension, you know, and then you retire and you get your pension. But then now it's like, you have to fend for yourself and, and manage your own retirement. Mm -hmm. Well, it used to be that you would get your own job, you know, but now you have to fend for your own job. So you have to create your own job. And right now, you, you really need to be an entrepreneur because there's, if you, you know, looking at everything right now, if you're fortunate enough to get your old job back, um, there's no, if there's fortunate enough to have your company start up again, there's no guarantee they're going to rehire you back. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's no saying that they're going to, you know, your company has been, has learned how to make do with less. So if, you know, we made the, you know, we got caught up in the first one, fair enough. But then the second one, that's, that's kind of where it becomes our fault. You know, mm. first fool me once, shame on me. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You really need to become an entrepreneur because, the, you know, things like this are going to yeah. happen again. The government yeah. and other companies are going to realize that they don't necessarily have to depend on the same number of employees or the same model. Sure that they had before. And I think that's one lesson that's going to come out of right. this is they're going to operate completely differently than they did before. Right. They want to be more agile and more, uh, have ability to be more, um, when an adverse economic situation happens for them to be able to not have to shut down their business, but they have that backup plan and they're not, you know, having that overhead of hundreds of employees. Right. So really right now it's like, you know, we, you know, if we had this podcast a year ago, I don't know that this topic would be our main topic right? You know, about starting a business. But really right now it's like, there's not, you don't really have as much of a choice. You can't let right. this happen to you again. And so right. I think in that episode we can talk about, and, that, and we haven't even talked about this. So it'll be totally fresh and it'll be the first time you've heard it from me and I've heard it from you, but it's like, mm -hmm. what did you go through after the dot-com bubble burst slash 9-11? What did you go through in 2008? Mm. And then kind of what does it look like for you in the COVID year? Mm. And it's like, for me, I can tell you that the dot-com thing didn't affect me. You want to be an entrepreneur. I didn't think twice about it. Mm -hmm. It never even entered my mind. But after the Great Recession, it started to pop in my own head. And that's when I ended up um, listening or watching somebody else's podcast. It was more of like a prezo deck. But of why it's important to be an entrepreneur. 
And that one wasn't so much like you need to be an entrepreneur, but it's like, if you have a goal, and I remember him saying, if you ever want to be financially independent, yes. you have to own your own business. And he went on to not just say, okay, well, that's, that, that's great. It sounds great. But he actually went into specifics on, on from, from the tax law and from other things that go into it, why that is literally the, the singular path that you can take. Um, the only path, viable path that you can take if you ever want to be financially independent. Yes. And so that spurred me and it spurred me on a path of learning. And, um, you know, I didn't say, oh, okay, all the next day I'm going to open my own business. But all of a sudden I realized there's so much that I don't know that I spent a few years really learning and, and getting that foundation underneath me where I felt confident enough that if I actually took a step and start and move toward, a, you know, starting a business that I would have the confidence that I was doing the right things and that I was building off of the successes and, and wisdom of others to get to that place that I wanted to be. Mm -hmm. If right. I had that same thing happen right now, it wouldn't be aspirational. Like, Oh, I want to be financially independent. I can't let that happen again. <laughs> you know, maybe you have, maybe you have a wife, maybe you have kids. Mm -hmm. Maybe, I mean, unless you're living rent free in your parents' house, you have a housing payment and a car payment and all these other things that you have to pay for, mm -hmm. you can't let this happen again. And there is a way to make sure to insulate yourself and make sure that this never occurs again. And that's to start your own business. Right. Because even if this were to occur again, I know there's people probably saying, well, Matt, what if COVID or something like that hits again? Well, I, and I own my own business. So I'm going to have to shut it down. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about a few episodes, the concept of pivoting and how you can take a current business and have it be successful even if the craziest roof blown off your car event happens mm -hmm. um, where you're going to be one of the only people insulated from this crazy um, black swan event that occurs. Right. So that's kind of how I see, like when I, when I said like you need, why you need to be an entrepreneur and putting need in caps, like that's kind of what I was thinking is like, you know, we can talk about kind of where we came from, but it's like, there's no other options. Right. If you're not going to become an entrepreneur. All you're doing is you're staying at the craps table longer. You've lost two thirds of your money and, and you're at the craps table and you're just hoping that the dice continue stop rolling against you. Mm -hmm. And that's not, a, and like you've said before, and I've heard my, my, some of my old mentors used to say this hope is not a strategy. It is not. And if I play blackjack and I'm getting reamed, the best time, one of the best pieces of wisdom you can have is just to get up and leave the table or if, at the very least, take a few hands off. Right. But you got to do something different to break that cycle. Right. And, and if you want to be, if you want to insulate yourself from ever having this happen again, and, and on top of that, if you want to really, if you have a vision for your life and you want to make that vision a reality and not just this dream that you wish you had, Mm -hmm. but it's a, a viable, literal, livable reality. You need to start a business. Right. I agree, there's Matt. Not a, there, there's not an alternate path. Right. I agree. And, be, and if you're going to start a business, you have to think like an entrepreneur. You cannot right. start a business thinking like an employee. Even if you're, it's an employee of a small company, you have to think like an entrepreneur and you have to do what entrepreneurs do to be successful, to make that business successful. Whatever the ROI is, we don't know, 
whether it's enough to get by or whether you're creating the new Tesla, whatever it is, you've got to understand the challenges. You've got to look at the problems. You have to think like an entrepreneur and that's what we're going to help them do. Do you want that to be, that actually sounds like the, like a, it could be even a standalone episode. Do you want to? Absolutely. Okay. How to think. Like, I'm probably going to change it, but uh, mm -hmm. just initially how to think like an entrepreneur. Right. But I'll dress it right. up and I'll maybe put something like, you know, contrasting employee, how employees think versus how entrepreneurs think. Cause they are very, very Absolutely. Different. That can we that can be part of the uh, episode, part of our discussion, and we can um, we can tease into it and talk a little bit about it. And if we do, mm -hmm. that's fine. And we'll just mm -hmm. say, hey, we're you know we're going to have a, an episode. If if this is of interest to you, this we're going to have an episode completely dedicated to this topic. Yes, yes. So it doesn't mean we don't talk about it in a different episode, but we're just going to go like a sure. mile deep in a different episode. Yeah. I think there are going to be some episodes where we're going to be riffing and talking about different things and touching on different things, um, uh, bouncing off of different subjects. And then there's going to be episodes where we're going to lock in and go deep on a oh, particular, completely. particular topic or concern or challenge. And of course we always welcome feedback from our audience. Uh, yep. And they can do that in a variety of ways. They can reach out to us in a variety of ways and all of those things will be explained and posted. And uh, if they have specific questions or if they want to comment on anything that we've said, they uh, are welcome to do that. And we welcome them to do that. And if we really like something that they bring up, we might dedicate an episode to that also. So I think we're pretty much uh, wrapping it up here for now, aren't we, Pat? Uh, Matt? Matt, I can call Pat, that's fine. I almost called you Pat. I almost called you Pat. I don't know no, why. You did but... call me Pat. You did call me Pat, but that's all right. Okay. I, my, I've mouth called Mike, my mouth I've is dry. My mouth is dry. I've been called Mike Dan. I've, I got called Mary one time, which made me really wonder what was going on. Yeah, that is a bit strange. But um, uh, you anyway. can call me Al, just like the song, the Paul Simon. But it's, I, I, you can call me Betty, and Betty, when you call me, you can call me Al. <laughs> <Right>. so, <laughs> Well, we can get into that, uh, how that song is uh, a metaphor for my life, but uh, we can get into that anyway, at another time. If it wasn't from the mid-80s, I would say that that could be a nice little um, music bed to the front of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think, I think, we, I think that we're, we're definitely, it's definitely Hallacy and Horn, and uh, it's the Entrepreneur Podcast, um, or it is the Energized, Enigmatic enterprising entrepreneur podcast otherwise known as the podcast all right um so the first one is why you need to be an entrepreneur uh, and it's just for the sake of putting stuff in the can if we, if we do multiple ones the same day yeah, yeah. Uh, the next one is why now and that's probably going to be i'm thinking as far as a framework it's not going to be really tight but it's probably going to be in the sense we talked about of like kind of what your journey why did you when did you realize that you want to become an entrepreneur what were the things that led up mm -hmm. to it mm -hmm. um and i'll do the same thing the second one is now is the best time ever to start a business right so and this one we can just talk about like i mean this is you talk about mr po this will be the mr positivity episode it's like okay what is it you know why is it important the thesis is a business right. is designed to solve people's problems 
There's never been more problems ever <laughs> than this year. And just give examples. And that's, it'll be probably a little bit more riffing on that one, but that's the sure. general framework. Absolutely. Um, third one, and we'll just do four. Third one, just in case we need to. If not, then we're over-preparing. Third one is what makes you think you could be an entrepreneur. And I think this is kind of a little bit more in your wheelhouse. So it's like the psychology of it, like how sure. you think as an entrepreneur, what goes into sure. it, the, um, counting the costs ahead of time, knowing, you know, a little bit of the roller coaster yes. and really whatever it is. Sure. But I think it's going to be a you dominant episode for sure. Um, um, we could also say, uh, is being an entrepreneur another form of insanity? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I, I used to I used to joke about this when I had my IT businesses. This is crazy. You you have to be crazy to be an entrepreneur. You cannot be anything else. You have to be crazy, so, but good crazy, not bad crazy. You know, you know the you know the book that says uh there's a statistic. I know you know this book with your background, but uh there's a book that says lies, damn lies and statistics. Oh sure. I think yeah. uh, so, uh, Mark so Twain this said should that. Be, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he said, this is uh, this should be it. it it's crazy, bat crazy, and entrepreneurship. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like it. I like it. So, and then the number four is just the real life of an entrepreneur. And I think that one's a little bit more riffy. It's just like, all right, kind of talk about just things you have to go through the day. Like yes, the crazy, the, the thing that when you think just things are going well, then you have the idea that pops up in your head. You know what I'm talking about? Sure. When you're working, you go, oh, I have this great idea. Which That's right. Working 15 hours a day for the next week and a half. Yes. Because you have this an idea that you have to kind of like turn into reality. Absolutely. You become right. obsessed. You become passionate. You become obsessed uh, with with an idea. That isn't always a good thing. No, but we'll talk about that. But that's we'll the talk idea about like that. How yes. that. The real life of an entrepreneur, and that's really how it differs from being an employee. Absolutely. Yes. So you're 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 bowing to your own craziness, like you said. It's like kind of like that. Like the worst in, a, in an employee, when you're an employee, you have a boss and you don't get to choose your boss. You could have a good boss or a bad boss, right? But when you're an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, you have the worst boss possible because they know how to push all your buttons. They live in your head 24-7 and they, they never do. let you go. And they never let you go. No. Absolutely. So it's like taking, taking the worst boss possible, having them know how to read your mind and having them go home with you every day. <laughs> More Other fun than that, other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how is the play? Yeah, more fun than a person's allowed to have, as I yeah. like to say. Thank you for joining us today on the Halicean Horn podcast. You've just taken the crucial step to finally take control of where your life is going by joining us on the road to entrepreneurship. The path to your new amazing destiny has only just begun. You're already ahead of 99% of the people around you because you're finally taking control of your life and making the choice to claim your new destiny. We'd love to help you in any way we can along your journey, so take a minute to reach out to us. You'll find our contact information in the show notes. And while you're there, make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as the newest episode drops. And if you haven't yet subscribed to our YouTube channel, what are you waiting for? Don't wait. Do it now. Can't wait to meet up for our next episode, and we'll see you soon.